Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with Metallica. Metallica is a mashup band that plays music that has a combination of Beatles and Metallica songs. They have released Devolver, one of their best albums to date, and a tour is in the progress. So look for them to come to a town near you. And here is my interview with Metallica. Hey man, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs> I am uh, enjoying uh, kind of a day off here. I got got today off, tomorrow off from kind of doing anything Metallica related because I got uh, some contractors over here doing some insulation and all that other good Wisconsin stuff. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I know I'm feel I I'm, I feel you. I'm in Ohio, so. Okay, where in Ohio are you? Um, in Maslin, Ohio, right by uh Canton, Ohio, where the Football Hall of Fame is. Oh yeah. Okay, awesome. But we can't talk football because I'm a Vikings fan. <laughs> well, it's it, it's crazy because it's like you're in Ohio, you're a Vikings fan. And I grew up loving the Cleveland Browns. Wow. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's like, what the hell? <laughs> We're both fans of torture. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, especially this year. I mean, I know you guys just you just cleaned house up there, you know. So well, I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me today. Yeah, for sure, man. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Feeling good. I'm feeling uh, human. Okay. Good. <laughs> yeah. I want, yeah, I get it. I wanted to congratulate you on the Volver album. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, it's uh, all good to get that stuff done. And I mean, it was such a long time in coming, um, you know, but we're, we're hyped about it. And we have a lot of stuff uh, planned for this year with it, you know. I wanted to ask you, how did the conceptual idea of the band start? Uh, happy accident, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's this festival here in Milwaukee, which I now book. It's called Spoof Fest. Um, and it's where bands kind of do like mock and rock with costumes and weird skits and still having all the chops sort of thing. Um, and one year we were doing uh, Metallica as a spoof. Well, the, the event was held on April Fool's Day at that time. So, you know, um, we made this MP3 recording, seven songs of what would Metallica do as a spoof on April Fool's Day. And, mm -hmm. and we just started like messing with these songs. And our former guitar player who started the band with me, he and I were we're kind of getting some of these things together. We really just kind of created these MP3s just as like a nothing sort of thing and just kind of handed them out, passed them out. We only made 50 copies of them. And that's when he had to burn them individually. You know, it's, it was, it wasn't really like this big deal thing for us, you know, and it got on to uh, the internet and BitTorrent, and, you know, then it just kind of caught fire from there. Yeah, and the songs render themselves live amazingly well. Yeah, good. Thanks. I hope. <laughs> That's the job, right? You know? Oh, absolutely. 
I mean, we're a live band like like any other live rock band, you know. Songs have to translate and transfer and sound seamless and all, all those other things. You got to play them well and like any, like any other band, you know. Play Me Over dot Drive Guitar is my favorite track on the album. If you had to pick your favorite song, what would it be and why? Uh, let's see. I mean, that one's fun. You know, I know that, uh, I know Jimmy Elnick, our drummer, he really likes that song too. Um, oh, let's see. I mean, part of me is, is partial to devolver and the damning of helen or hippie just because they're, they're probably the two most aggressive songs on the record you know so there's something to be said for that um everyone is kind of going crazy over number nine mm -hmm. you know um because we've never done anything like that and lyrically it's probably one of the, the most clever songs we've ever done um but yeah you're kind of hitting it with overdrive too i mean that's such a fun fun song you know so uh for us to play you know so so i so i get it do the lyrics come with you first speaking of the lyrics or <clears throat> um do you work on the song and then the lyrics follow uh it's a little bit of both um i mean with overdrive that was a lyrical concept first um devolver was a musical concept first um Eleanor Hippie was lyrical. Number nine was musical, you know, so I think it just kind of depends. I mean, that that's the thing about being in this band. It's like everyone, you know, writes in some way, shape or form. So, uh, it, it, you know, inspiration strikes when it's when it strikes and it strikes how it strikes. You know, you don't really you don't really get to dictate that, you know, um, but I mean, the, the 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 first ideas for the song Devolver were came up because I was walking around up north, you know, central Wisconsin, and uh, I just started humming some things into my phone while I was out in the woods on a hike. Yeah, that was the start of writing Devolver. Um, you know, some songs just, you know, you hear like uh, a lyrical phrase or maybe certain vowel sounds that kind of are similar with this and that, and then, then maybe some things develop lyrically. Um, but we've definitely had both. I wanted to ask you, are there any songs that didn't make the cut on the album? Yes. Um, now we have two songs that we recorded, two more songs that we recorded that, that we didn't put on the album purposely. It's not that they didn't um, live up to a standard or whatever. It's just, we wanted to save some tunes in case we wanted to do an EP. Um, so, so we have a couple songs in the bank. They're all done. Um, yet to be revealed, I guess, you know, um, there's always songs that might not, as you say, make the cut because they haven't um, been developed enough. Maybe we feel that things aren't flowing properly with them because again it's got to all sound seamless you know it can't sound you know like you're just smashing things together right yeah you know that that's not what we want to do that's one of the things that we really take pride in with the band we think that that we do a really good job at that um and we do it in a way that's different than other bands do it so we don't want to mess with that um but it doesn't mean that you can't go back to the drawing board and start reworking it and maybe approach it in a different way and it ends up on another project. 
Now I know touring is a uh, right now uh, a hot mess with the uh, <laughs> COVID situation. Um, but do you have anything in the works? Oh yeah. Um, okay, so now you mentioned that you're near Canton. So yes. Um, just last week, we made the official announcement that uh, we are with Satellite Touring, which is based in Ohio, um, but they're a North American touring agency, and they do bands like like Raven and Lordy and Venom and, and, and you know and things like that and other bands, you know, of course. Um, so we're we're officially on their roster now. So we're about to announce some dates for 2022 that that I that I can tell you um I don't want to officially say where be, until we get that signed paper <laughs> right but but we can we know we know that they're in the works we know that we have confirmed offers we know that we have confirmed dates but until we get an entire tour routing in full then that that's where we're going to announce it but we're talking about you know, a routing for spring and a routing for small routing for summer and a more extended routing for fall. You know, so, so this is all coming down the pipe with satellite. Um, you know, we're going to be talking to them later this week. So your part of the country is included, you know, for Ohio, um, especially Excellent. because cause they're located there. Um, you know, and there's, we, I just did another interview. Um, oh, it gotta be about a month ago with a, a program called the classic metal show um you know and they have ties to cleveland and and everything so so we get through that area enough you know and then we're good we're coming back so that that's all good stuff i wanted to ask you uh besides touring um what can fans look for next is there will there be another video for the album uh i'm thinking so yeah uh i know that we have kind of a meeting of the minds later this month. I was just talking to, there's this, there's this real good buddy of ours. His name's Mike Weber. Uh, he's out of the Chicago area and he's like the A number one, the Talibanger crazy guy yeah. <laughs> you know? and, and a good friend of ours, you know, um, but his video work is, is, uh, is great, you know, and he's worked with Paul Stanley and Adrian Ballou, um, and folks like that. So um, he does another thing that's called Betalacast, and he's getting ready to formulate some other stuff for this year. Um, and he's always saying, "Dude, we should do this. Dude, we should do this." You know. So he's always like the biggest cheerleader on that sort of thing. So, um, so do we think that we're gonna do another another video for a tune? Yeah, probably, probably. Um, our main concern right now is getting the touring side of life up and running um but will there be another bit in some way coming out yeah i'm sure there will be you know until then i mean you you know you can if you go to our youtube channel uh at vitalica official you know then you can get to i mean the newest video is for um a song called wherever and everywhere that's all yes off the devolver album but then it also has our old older videos on it has a really good documentary video on it by a buddy of ours uh, from Sacramento named Mike King. Um, and he does this thing called ruling note music, but it's a pretty, pretty extensive sort of history on the band, which was super cool, you know? So, 
if you, if you went to Metallica official, you would find all that stuff. And I also wanted to ask you, if you could pick your proudest moment as a musician, what would it be? <laughs> um, let's see. That might depend on the band because everyone, every one of us plays in multiple things. Um, let's see. But with Beatallica, well, I, the first time that we were in Europe. I remember right before the first show that we played uh, in a in a city in Germany called Aschaffenburg. Um, you know, I just remember looking at the guys and just saying, "Dude, I mean, this started as just like this little MP3 project, and we got through a bunch of trial and tribulations and trial and error and stuff. And now here we are, and we're about to embark on our first European tour. So that's when it was, I was really happy for everybody. Um, I thought that was really cool. And, and I, and I could definitely feel it that, so I, I'll say just that moment for sure. And I, I can, I can attest that all the live uh, video I've seen of the band is absolutely amazing. You guys are very professional. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's part of the job too. <laughs> I mean, we want to we want to be fun, but it's like, um, I mean, I I can guarantee you that the, that the three other guys who play in this band uh, are absolutely sick musicians. But I mean, we all have experience in different ways. I mean, our guitar player Gerg Hammettson. Um, you know, he's an audio engineer based out of Milwaukee and he's worked with the violent femmes and has, you know, produced, you know, mm -hmm. records for them and been their touring audio guy and played live with them. And then he does, he works for the Milwaukee Bucks. So if you listen to a Milwaukee Bucks broadcast, you're listening to his feed, you know, so he's really well-rounded. At, and, and he does live festival gigs and besides his home, you know, his own downtown studio. So he does a ton of stuff, you know, and Dr. Robert, you know, as far as his projects, I mean, he's he's still in a band called Realm, with, uh, which is pretty much the greatest metal band ever to come out of Milwaukee. Um, you know, they were on Roadrunner and back in the day and everything. So, I mean, mm -hmm. they're, they're super great if you haven't heard Realm. Uh, and Jimmy, our drummer, not only does he play in another thrash band called Conniption, but he's so well-rounded. He plays in a 50s band with like the whole stand-up snare drum, white t-shirt with the rolled up cigarettes. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. Like, yeah. Yeah. So he, I mean, he's like big into the whole Dion, Buddy Holly. That's his jam. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So it's like everyone is so well-rounded. And just understands music in many different ways and understands audio in general in many different ways you know i play in two celtic bands you know so after i get off the horn with you i have a recording session tonight where i'm playing bazooki and banjo <laughs> oh wow you know what i mean and so it's like everyone just kind of gets it from different angles and we come together in this no pun intended but i mean uh it it, it, it makes Metallica a very diverse machine as far as understanding music and recording music. And you have to tell me what is a bazooki? 
<laughs> so originally it's a Greek instrument. Um, and then it found its way to Ireland, uh, like early 1900s, I believe. Um, uh, but originally a Greek instrument. Um, so it's, it's shaped like a snowshoe. All right. Uh-huh. Eight, eight strings. Um, so it, it, it's sort of like a mandolin in that way. Um, you know, it's like a thinner body, like a mandolin, uh, not Ooh. as thin, but, um, it's very, it can be very droney, um, on the lower strings. Um, and then you can play some sort of mid range leads and licks on the higher strings. You know, you can strum with it. It's got a good, rich, rich tone to it. So it's not like a mandolin where it's too high. It's not like a banjo where it's too nasally, um, so I really like, I like playing bazooki. I think it's cool. Um, you know, and it sounds great for traditional stuff. I know that, you know, um, I got my first bazooki playing a gig, playing a Celtic gig here. I was playing with this other band and, uh, you know, I was, it was the end of the night and I had my payout from it. I looked at the dude and he was going to be, he's like, yeah, I'm thinking about trading in this, you know, getting a different bazooki. I was like, dude, I will buy it off you right now. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> And he's like, sure. So I just gave him my take for the night and I got my first bazooki. This is like literally just from asking at the end of a gig for one. You know, so so it's kind of been in my life ever since, you know. So it was pretty cool stuff. Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, what artist inspired you to start playing? Ace Freely. Yeah, that's easy, number one. Um, my first real good guitar which I still own Uh, 1975 Les Paul custom with an original issue of an EMG pickup, you know, like, like the first issue of the EMG. Um, I bought that guitar when I was a student. Now this is before the internet. I'm that, I'm that fucking old. All right. So before the internet, so you can't look up your books online. Okay, <laughs> you have to read what's called a syllabus, <laughs> you know, to know what's going on. Sold all my textbooks, all my syllabi and everything like that. So I could I could get the money to buy the guitar. Now, this is when people wanted to play BC Rich Warlocks, Jackson's, anything super pointy. You know yeah, what I mean? Blind bees. Super, yeah. super high, high range, higher range sorts of things. Nothing with any beef to it, you know. Um, and this family, you know, I, I answered an ad in what was called a newspaper. There were things called newspapers back then where you <laughs> answered ads, you know? And so I answered this ad and this family had the, the Les Paul, a 72 American Strat and like an old Fender twin reverb amp, you know, and like all this stuff, you know, I could buy one and I sold all my books to do it for my entire semester to do it. And this family looked at me and there's like, we can tell you really want the guitar, you win. So you can pick whatever you want. And so I, that's the guitar that I picked. Cause when I was a little kid growing up, I'm talking, you know, four or five years old, my cousin introduced me to kiss, you know, obviously. So, and I wanted to be ace freely when I grew up, not play like ace freely. I wanted to be ace freely. Right. You know, so, that was my first guitar, my first real guitar, you know, and it's a sunburst, you know, deeper cherry sort of sunburst finish and stuff. So it's, 
super sweet you know i wish i had the other gear that that family was selling i just didn't have enough books you know so <laughs> and the sound off that guitar has to be amazing oh it's great dude especially with that emg in there you know i have you know it, i have the original humbucker in it you know towards the bridge you know but towards the neck is the emgs you know so yeah it's it's sweet dude yeah uh growing up with me i'm i'm old too so uh Growing up with me, Kiss was my first uh, big change. I started uh, listening to Beatles when I was real young. And then uh, in 76, I heard Destroyer. Yeah. And it, it changed me forever. Yeah, Rock and Roll Over is still my fave. I still got to say, I like Rock and Roll Over the best. Um, yeah, that stripped down sound. Yeah. yeah but, it's, but that's just me. You know, I mean, I love, I mean, Songs on that, like Mr. Speed and Take Me, those two songs, as far as like more obscure Kiss songs. The first song I ever learned how to play on the guitar was Love Em, Leave Em. Mm -hmm. that, and that's off that album. Yeah. Uh, and then it was Getaway off the Dress to Kill album by you know, the, the Peter Chris song out of all of them. You know, so it's like, yeah, I've always kind of grown up with it. My grandma made me Ace Freely costumes, me, my, you know, like everybody, you know, you air jam. But I would literally dress as Ace Freely and go play Frisbee in the park <laughs> as Ace Freely in moon boots. Thanks to my grandma, you know, so it's super awesome, man. I wanted to ask you, uh, do you have any hobbies in your spare time beyond, beyond music? Um, gosh, let's see. I always love baseball. I wish I could play more. You know, I mean, it's like. I mean, I haven't seriously played baseball in a long time, but I mean, when I was younger in high school, it was kind of like making a choice between do I want to play baseball and really get into that as a kid uh, or play music. Uh, and my homeroom teacher was our baseball coach, uh, but he was also our journalism teacher. And I was taking journalism and getting into writing, you know, um, all, all different sorts of writing. And then I ended up becoming a creative writing major at UW-Madison. And so early on, I kind of had to make that choice. I mean, I love baseball. It's my favorite sport yet. Hank Aaron is my favorite athlete. Um, you know, so I, I you know, I, I'm a geek for that sort of thing. That's, that's for sure. And not, not just baseball, but I mean, you know, I really like me some hockey, you know, Everyone's a Packer fan around here. Obviously, you and I were talking about that earlier. You know, but uh, oh yeah, you know. So yeah, it's Green Bay, Green Bay all the way around here right now. You know, so you and Gay Lee would get along great. He right. has a huge, massive collection. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know when they played here, when the Brewers were were in the World Series, I know he was wearing a Brewer jersey. You know, in '82. That year, it should have been, you know, like uh, during the strike year of 81, you know, when they had like the, the split with the playoffs and everything. I mean, that could have been Brewers Expos for the World right. Series. That would have, have been awesome, man. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. What's the best way to get merchandise from the band? Uh, right now, I'd say at our band camp. You know, so if you went to uh, BetallicaBandCamp.com, it's going to have not only the Devolver album on it, 
but it's going to have all of our other albums that you can purchase in like a bundle pack if you want. Um, we have a uh, new shirt design. We're probably going to end up doing another new shirt design before some sort of touring. Um, and then we have other new merch on there. Um, I would say it's good drinking merchandise. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to, if you want to get in there and check that out, that's on there too. Um, you know, but when we go out on the road, I mean, we're always going to have other stuff with us, you know what I mean? But, um, but yeah, go hit up the band camp for sure. Uh, that's going to be the best way. If you want I, to go to our website, Metallica.org, you could do that too. You know what I mean? That's good. But you know, the band camp's always good and easy because that's got all the bundle packs on it too. And uh, I wanted to ask you, if I take a trip to Wisconsin, what's the uh, what's the specialty that um, Wisconsin has as far as food besides cheese? Besides cheese, huh? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> well, let's see. I know some other, I mean, we, we have other colleagues and friends of ours that own restaurant establishments here in the Milwaukee area. You know, so one place that's really good, um, there's a place on the south side of Milwaukee, it's called Triskelli's. Okay, and uh, one of the owners, uh, our friend Lynn, uh, she plays in a couple rock bands here in the city. Um, so she gets that whole vibe, you know, um, and Jolinda is the chef and she's great. So if you want to get like gourmet sorts of stuff, I would go to Triskelli's. Um, and then there's another place on the north side of town near me. It's called The Bay. Um, and a friend of ours, his name is James McMahon, and he's been well known to play in the scene around here as well. And so he gets all the music stuff, but but they're a real nice place. Uh, I would go check those out. Um, there's so many uh, craft brew <laughs> places around here in Mil in the Milwaukee area that you could check out. It's ridiculous. Um, but you could do that. Um, so that's always cool. Um, you know, if you consider beer to be food, that is, I guess. But, um, yeah. you know. You know, so, so that's good. But those are just two restaurants, you know what I mean, that I would name if people are passing on through. Yeah, stop in, you know, tell them you heard it here, you know. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you guys have made a great run and you have a great future ahead of you. I wanted to ask you, if you could give a message to your fans, what would that message be? Um, to be patient. Um, patient is what you can be. And I know the last couple years with everyone's lives, no matter what they do, um, patience has been pushed. And I re I realize that, especially as Americans where things maybe have come, uh, more readily or more easily than maybe some folks in other countries, you know, depending on your status. And I, and I understand that's a whole nother conversation too. But I mean, uh, no matter, you know, what you believe in, you know, as far as your life's mantra or whatever, it's, you know, trying to be patient with, with others and your own self. I know that's really been challenged here over the last couple of years. You know, we've always asked for people's patience with us 
just in dealing with how the band is run and how it needs to be run as far as, you know, legal stuff and getting things cleared and getting things set and dealing with, with the people that we have to deal with in order to get the band up and running, let alone now the state of the world <laughs> to, to, right. to, to couple on top of that. You know what I mean? So I consider myself to be a very patient person, you know, and in some ways that's helped me in dealing with this band and dealing with life, you know, over the last couple of years. So hopefully we're dealing with the breakthrough band now on this with 2022, you know, um, it's, but it still doesn't mean that, um, patience shouldn't be valued, <laughs> you know, uh, right. as, much as, you can, as much, as much as you can use it in your life. So that's the first thing I can say. And, uh, your favorite Metallica song, disposable heroes. Though we have never worked with that song in Beatallica. And also, your favorite Beatles song. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Uh, <laughs> it's in my life, and we've never worked with that song in Beatallica. And th that that's not because they're off limits to me personally. It's just it's just the thing right now. We've just it just we have not worked with them. It's coming, hopefully. <laughs> um, it, it all it all depends on how we feel and, and what are the vibes, you know. We want to get out the songs that we think are the best suited for whatever part of the project we're dealing with, you know. Um, it's just a coincidence. I spoke with a band, uh, Sons of Alaric, uh, a couple days ago, and uh, the guy I interviewed from the band. He is a dead ringer for George Harrison. Oh yeah, like looks wise or vo or vocally. His his voice was okay. a dead dead ringer. And he's English. He's from he's from England. Okay, <laughs> but, <laughs> but right. yeah, he he is a dead ringer. I mean, I couldn't. I'm interviewing the guy, and I'm just like <laughs> going to myself. Oh my God! It's like uh, George Harrison's been reincarnated. Yeah, that's great, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, man, I'm glad that we could get it done. I know it's kind of been uh, a little bit longer time in coming, but that's where that patience comes in. You know what I mean? But I knew we'd get it done. You know, and and anytime you want to do something else, man. I mean, we're always. We are all 100% up for up for doing that, you know? Great, because I definitely would like to speak once your tour plans do become available. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, you know, like I said, I mean, if you're in Ohio, you know, then maybe we, you know, maybe we can do something uh, before too long. Hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, you have a great rest of your day, my friend, and and please feel free to update me at any time. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, rock and sure. roll never sleeps. I'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can sponsor the podcast. Just click that button and you can be a member of the family. And remember, come see me for a fix.